We talk about bad movies a lot on this show, but what I would like to tell you about very quickly is a good thing, and that is the Podcast Republic app for Android devices. If you want to hear your podcasts and have them easily organized and trackable, all you got to do is download the Podcast Republic app from the Google Play Store. You find your favorite podcasts, you favorite them, and then your episodes drop into your feed every time they're posted. The Podcast Republic app on the Google Play Store. Welcome to Dissecting the 80s. I am Trip Lano, one half of the Mega Podcasting Powers. And with me, as always, is a man who almost definitely would be seduced by a space vampire, the Macho Mandrew. Andrew Lano. I mean, I, those two dude ones were definitely gay porn stars. Absolutely. And we will talk about that in just a second. But I do want to say this is the first ever canonuary Rolls right off the tongue, as you've been saying for like days sandpaper. now. <laughs> Canon Films released their final movie in January of 1994. So this is the 25th anniversary of the death of Canon Films. And uh, they are responsible for a slew of 80s classics, question mark, There's maybe? a couple. The, the, the Dinko yes. movie. Yeah. So they, they, they're a very fascinating film studio. Uh, I've recommended this before on the show, but the documentary electric boogaloo is about the whole making of canon films and while certainly they did some stuff that i have issues with uh in particular the way they would treat women who acted in the movie during their nude scenes that does not bode well for this film no there are no reports of that kind of behavior on this movie but there are several actresses who definitely seemed like they signed up for one thing and then we're like, oh, by the way, you're going to be always naked. And so I think this actress was probably informed of how much nudity there was. But anyway, there's some problems with canon films, as you might imagine. But overall, the insanity with which they made films is really kind of peak 80s movie making, I think. So we're going to celebrate the death of canon films, which feels more appropriate than the birth to me. Yeah. Uh, sure. <laughs> with... Uh, two movies this month from the canon, canon, as it were. The Devil and so, One. Yes. <laughs> uh, so we watched Life Force, so you know what that means. We're gonna go back. We're gonna go dissect the 80s. It's your space vampires. Something's gotta be done about your space vampires. When the mega powers explode. I'm talking about the 80s. Great Scott. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. Which was the the novel title? What's that? Space Vampires? Yeah. Oh. The novel this was based on is called Space Vampires, and the studio was like, that sounds the dumbest. Let's call it something else. I disagree. I think Space Vampires is like a movie that exactly encapsulates what this movie is. Space Vampires sounds like something a mom would write. Well, like, yeah. Well, you, you, you reading your Space Vampires? <laughs> they suck in space blood or what? <laughs> you watching the Space Vampires? Um, this is directed by Toby Hooper, who most famously directed the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and yeah. got credit for directing Poltergeist, even though most reports say that he did not. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Spielberg apparently was like, not, he really wanted to direct Poltergeist, and the studio was like, you're directing too many movies. It's just, People don't want to see you direct too many movies. And he was like, all right, well, how about I just produce this one? And then you read reports, and like, 
Toby Hooper directed like four shots of the whole movie. The rest of it was Spielberg just like coming in there and bulldozing him. I mean, so hey, who I feel like that's such a dumb like. If you have a cat, that's the opposite attitude today. You have a cash cow today, and we're like, we're gonna milk it till it's till it bleeds, milk it a little more, and then push it well, out the window. It's interesting. I'll t- just quickly. I'll run through this. Like there was a thing back before that, sixties and like seventies, eighties. I guess is the Stephen King time frame. Uh, I forget when Carrie came out, but Carrie he was, was like 70s. Pro- okay, so seventies, eighties. He's a prolific writer, and the the book people were like, you can't put out more than one book a year, or people assume they're shitty. So. That's I assume it's the same thinking with Spielberg, where it's like if you put out more than one movie a year, people are assuming you're half-assing it or something like that. So they were like, you can't, you can't. I would do never that. think that. I know, but I think that's definitely. So, I mean, that's that's why there's all those Richard Bachman books by Stephen King because he like wasn't allowed to write more than a book a year, and he was you know doing a hundred pounds of cocaine a minute and just like writing a book every day, and it was just like I gotta get this out of here. There's just books piling up. I'm coming to my ears and books. So they were like, all right, all right, all right. Give us a pen name. Anyway, so this is Toby Hooper who directed uh, – signed a three-picture deal with Canon, which included this movie and then Texas Chainsaw 2, Maybe which is a black tuned. comedy. Oh, I definitely think stay tuned. But yeah, Toby Hooper um, signed this three-picture deal. And then uh, when he turned in <laughs> he turned in Texas Chainsaw 2, it was a black comedy, which – apparently caused a lot of kerfuffle but anyway this is the first one he made and it's this interesting blend of sci-fi and horror that and misogyny. doesn't yes it doesn't quite get there but the effects are dope so i they think we really should just are. get into it it opens with this somehow terrible yet awesome music uh is not terrible you shut your goddamn mouth this score is amazing the the, op- uh, the rest of it i enjoy but like the opening i was like it sounds like terribly cheesy nfl films what it sounds like nfl films <laughs> because that's what it sounds what is like NF- is that football <laughs> yes you're Every- right let's 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 <laughs> figure out the target that you're that you're shooting for listen Every football like montage from back in the day is like this exact music, dudes running in like the snow and getting hit, and then this voice of God intro from John Facenda, like the gridiron, the place where men are made. And it's like this is just the NFL films theme, basically, and it's delicious that it's in this space vampire movie. And if you didn't know it was space vampires, you wouldn't know that until they say the word vampires, and you're like, oh, I guess. Yeah, because it's like they suck energy, which is like vampiric, but not what you think of when you think of the word vampire, yeah. in my opinion. It, it feels like some hoity-toity a-hole is like, well, technically, the definition of a vampire doesn't include blood. And you're like, yeah, okay, yes. except the court of public opinion says it's blood. <laughs> yeah. Much like the whole Frankenstein, Frankenstein's monster thing. And if we ever do a movie about Frankenstein's monster, I'm not saying that for an hour. It's just going to be Frankenstein. I'm going to, at the or, top, or we'll, acknowledge, yeah. but I'm not doing yeah. it for an hour. Yeah. So they do a really incredibly silly thing that I also love where they just put the date, but not the year. Mm-hmm. I was like, like on screen, which is like, well, wait a minute. What's you thought point, you were getting, you thought you were getting around that thing where you were like, it's the future. And then it arrives too quickly. But instead it's just like, well, wait, like, like a month from now. So I think it was supposed to be a month from now because Yeah, no, I think so. That's when Haley's comet what's it was passing by, but what's the what's so special about Haley's comet, Mr. Spaceman? Dr. Um, Spochemin? <laughs> it was 
like very public publicly aware because of the cult thing i think there was the i can't remember the name of it but there was a group of people who thought that there was like a hidden spaceship in the tail of the comet and then they committed suicide so that their bodies would like their spirits would like ascend to this thing and go by it's like a very very famous cult People are gonna. People are literally screaming at their radios right now or their devices of like, "You fucking idiot! It's that." But they, oh man, I'm gonna look it up. Well, I meant more scientifically beyond the the that kind of stuff, the pop culture stuff. Like, is there anything significant about it scientifically, or is it just a comet? It's the most famous one because it comes back to Earth every 75 years or so. so. How do we know it's the same comet? Like, it feels like a, if a dolphin swims by and then another dolphin <laughs> well, swims by, you can be like, oh, it's the same dolphin returning. <laughs> well, well, okay. First of all, you can identify a dolphin. That is, like, a thing you could do. And also, like, we have the technology to identify space comets. As the same comet? Yes, they are able to, like, visually identify it, just like a dolphin might have, like, I don't know, a white patch around its nose or something. That's called cocaine. You just basically said, all dogs are the same to me. You realize that, right? You just basically were like, all all golden retrievers are the same dog. I can't tell two golden retrievers apart. Like, yes, you can. No, I was just saying, like, it seems silly. They're like, oh, it feels like it could have been a scam. The the reason it's famous is because uh, Edmund Haley, the guy who it's named after, examined reports of a comet from the past and then decided based on the description of it that it was the same comet and predicted when it would come again. And then it did come again. Oh, and what year was his prediction? Like he when, when was he alive? So he predicted it would return in 1758 and he died before that. But it did come because oh, so I was going to say he was like, you know, Magellan time. Right, 1700s? Yes. Yeah, yeah, 1600, yeah, 1700s, rather. Yeah, 1700s is probably more likely. Um, but then it came in 86, and a bunch of, like, spacecraft got close to it, and then we had telescopes that but could, like, look at it at that point. So the next one is 2061, I want to oh. say. So potentially in our lifetime. I mean, I hope so. I mean, <laughs> It's only it, 40 years from I mean, now. Assuming it, I does, assuming it, like, does come. Oh, it'll come. Don't be doubting the comet. I'm just, I'm just now assuming you think I'm dying before I'm seventy, which is a little, a little <laughs> uncomfortable for me. Just FYI, <laughs> like Trip ain't making it to seventy three. I don't know what you I mean, all. The state are thinking, of the world. But... Who knows what's going? Well, yeah, I that's take, true. I none don't of take us. A month none, for that's granted. true. Yeah, you know what? You know what? It's entirely possible <laughs> that we'll all just be water world by then, and then who will care about that? Because peeing in bottles, know. putting it through a machine. Yeah, yeah, just like peeing through. Uh, Oh, you know what? I got the Hale Bop Comet and the Haley's Comet confused. The Hale Bop <gasps> Comet was the one with the cult. That was the nineties. Okay. Heaven's Gate was the name of that cult. Um so Oh Heaven's, wait, Heaven's issued... Gate is the guy with the Kool-Aid. Was that Kool-Aid? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the sneakers and the and the tracksuits. Yeah. Uh, so yes, no, Haley's Comet was just famous because it's a recurring comet. To a cult. <laughs> Unrelated to a cult. Hale Bop cult, Haley, no cult. Halley, I think is how you're supposed to say it. Anyway. <laughs> We 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 go on this ship, and it's like Diet Star Trek, the ship design. And they give you a really great fake science explanation for the why there's gravity on the ship. Because they didn't, yes. they're like, we don't have the budget to make everyone float or their hair look silly. So yeah, th- it spins fast enough for there to be gravity. Yeah, I mean, that's how most sci-fi shows get away with that. I think that's the actual, I think the Star Trek manufactures artificial gravity in the same way. 
I mean, I don't have a problem with like, oh, there's an artificial gravity, you know, crater or whatever. But the idea, yeah, like, yeah. it spins so fast. I'm like, you would, they would just all be vomiting. <laughs> or they're like stuck to those walls like <laughs> the Gravitron. Like Gravitron. <laughs> yeah. Shimmy around. Like, yeah, we have gravity, but at what cost? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's better than, there was that terrible lady astronaut TV show at some point in the, between 2000 and today. Okay. And they're expl- they were like, we have special hairspray, and that's why our hair doesn't move in space. What show are you talking about? It was a, a show on, like, ABC or NBC about, like, lady astronauts. I swear to God, hand to God. <laughs> I think you're making this up. I'm what, not. I, what, they had special hairspray as, that like... their excuse. And what was the premise of the show? Like, your standard, like, designing women? I... But in space, maybe? Hang on. Yeah. This sounds made up. It sounds like you're you're just saying words. No, it's real. Or this is going to be like a one-off thing. No, I swear, hand to God, it's a real show. Oh, no, it was Defying Gravity. Okay, well, there you go. Spray that causes hair to hang down in zero gravity. Because I googled astronaut hairspray TV show. <laughs> I tried that too. It kept giving me hairspray the musical. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was a necessary <laughs> 45 minutes later we're gonna edit it out but that was genuinely more than 10 minutes just fyi listeners at home so there's this mysterious object in space it's shutting down ships we we have to go examine it so we do some like really good spacemen in space floating on green screen it's so bad because i don't even think it's people <laughs> it looks just like dolls on yes. strings because there's no movement from them at all beyond just like them fl- sliding across the screen the problem is they move like a Christmas ornament and not an action figure. Yeah. like, if you have a Christmas ornament of a person, they don't put articulation in it. Like, there's no reason for it to be. So their legs and arms are stiff. And if you ever see people moving in space, even when they, like, are kind of floating to the next thing, like, there's a little bit of movement in their arms and legs. And that's what makes this look so silly. For sure. And it's terrible 80 CGI. Yeah. And this this kind of like the design of this whole thing is if you took... Uh, Star Trek and Alien, and then kind of just smushed him into a ball and kept like rolling it around. With a little bit of Dracula, you, yeah. You a but page like out of the Dracula book and rolled yes. it up in it because they get they get this, in this <laughs> they get in the ship or I guess do they call it a ship that they're going to. I can't remember what a, they call it specifically. A spacecraft, and it's filled with uh, these bat creatures that look would like. That look like they would be amazing Halloween decorations. Yes. They're like all desiccated and empty looking and just kind of floating around. Mm-hmm. And then the one guy decides to touch one of them. And I was like, no, because you touch the one, then they're all going to wake up and eat you. Don't touch them. Right. Right. Yeah. National uh, parks I, rules. Yeah, exactly. Leave it's only also... memories. <laughs> uh, that's not the phrase. I'm sorry to say. Well, that, oh, that's the Thunder leave Girls. Leave only I'm sorry. footprints. <laughs> yes. The Thunder leave, Girls are... Don't, don't leave your memories at the place that you, you acquired them. That doesn't seem very good for you. Take only pictures, leave only footprints is the, is the, is the slogan. Uh, okay. Anyway, um, there's this, like, real bad knockoff Jaws score. Like, it's like... Mm-hmm. Da-da-dun. Da-da-dun. And I'm like, wait a minute. Everybody knows what you're doing right here. Like, this is very, very clearly just well, they, another score. They try and jaws us later with um they knock they do a pair they do a knockoff of that Ben boat scene. Yes, yeah, they do they do absolutely try to rip that off. 
So they come into this chamber and there's these like three glass coffins with naked people in them. And I do have to raise an objection here. Obviously, I'm a straight man, but this woman is fully nude and these dudes have like strategic coverings over it. No, no, no. Yeah. If Hang she's that pull out, out that dong, let the dong out if you're going to show all of the lady. Yeah. And I don't want you to like be gross about anybody's body i don't want you to be like you're doing stuff that's disgusting but just like if they're naked everybody's got to be naked equality of the nudity is a big big thing like it drives me nuts that in movies you can see top tip to tail of a lady fully nude but a dude yeah. as soon as you get to a waistline it's like and then there is a plant in the way yes th- there straight up is a plant in the way of this guy and one guy is just like frosted for no reason yes yes only and in frosted dick. only in a circle over his dunk it's stupid and then the other one's just like covered with something else and i was like what the hell yeah not it's, not appropriate. it's the first in a long string of une- unequal nudity that feels misogynistic and leering and gross yeah, I, it really is just because this is a movie for 13-year-old boys that this woman is naked. Like, there's no, mm-hmm. like, beyond this first scene, there's no reason for this character to be naked. And, like, because I could later, argue... there Because later, there's a naked man, and they put him in a cell and put a bathrobe on him. Yeah. And I was like, oh, because when you put her somewhere, she didn't get no bathrobe. And she gets clothes for, like, a hot second in the movie, but it's... With 12 it's, minutes left. And then yes. she takes them off two minutes exactly after immediately yeah yes what the so, hell so she is a uh softcore porn star mostly like oh, most she? of the things yeah when i was looking up who she was one of the things in her filmography was this movie called emmanuel four and i was like oh crap is this a four movie that i haven't seen and like heard of and don't have on our list i mean yes but so i click on it and Emmanuel is a series of softcore pornography films that there were seven of. She was Emmanuel in one through four, and then the last one. There was a different Emmanuel for five and six. And then this softcore porn series was so beloved that it was resurrected two different times in France. Once in the 90s and once in the 2000s. Like, French people apparently cannot get enough about softcore Wait, porn. Do you think that's what Rochelle Rochelle is based off of? It could be, it would definitely be that kind of movie, but the first Emmanuel ran like in theaters in France for over a decade. Over a decade? There was one theater that just kept showing this movie and people kept coming, like enough that people were still going to see a softcore porn film in public. God damn. I I can't imagine. No, I cannot imagine it at all. But like the fact that she's in a bunch of we're not just FYI, we are not going to cover Emmanuel for the softcore porn film on this podcast, even though it came out in the 80s. But I just was like, nor Lady I went Chatterley's down- Lovers, which <laughs> yes. is also a canon film. But I like ran down this rabbit hole of like, what the hell, Emmanuel four? And then it was like she reprised the role in Emmanuel seven, and I was like, seven? We made two without her. And then it's like, no, get on back here for more softcore porn. How it's did I miss that? Crazy. On the wiki? I don't know, but it is the buck wild. As France is an interesting place, I will say that it is. I just I feel I, I feel bad for this actress because she's naked and nobody else is really naked. At right. all. And it, it's not one of those, you know, waist up so she's wearing a pant. She could be wearing a pant or whatever. It's a lot yeah. of shots of her full bodied walking down a staircase, walking up a staircase, walking down a hallway. Just yeah. fully nude. 
And, you know, it doesn't appear that, like, there is no way you could hire this actress without explaining this, right? Like, no, there's there's no way you're not. like, like, oh, yeah, there's some nudity. Like, you have to be very upfront about the fact that this movie requires you to be naked at all times. But, yeah, you're right. It doesn't doesn't do anything other than is kind of titillating, I guess. Yeah, like, I think you could have easily given her, especially if she's a space vampire, give her a flowy, ethereal, like nightgown or or like robe or something that would kind of like because as she walked it could like flow behind her as though like there's a a magical presence to her yeah i mean dracula has a cool costume this lady could have a cool space vampire costume oh yeah i'd be fine with it metallic black with metallic red liner (laughs) i don't think it needs to be full dracula but yes it could be something (laughs) like that yeah like she doesn't need to have like a space medal around her neck for no apparent reason i'd be into that it's her courage She's got, like, a widow's peak. <laughs> yeah. Because she also has to kiss a lot of people, and it not one of them looks like it's enjoyable for either party. Well, all these dudes are very sweaty. Like, this is a very sweaty-looking movie, and it's just, like, the sex scenes are so weird. We'll get into that in a second. So, we keep going off the rails. So, the commander of the ship gets hypnotized, and they... Uh, like, that'll come into play a lot later, like, the vampire hypnosis thing, which I feel like is an underplayed part of the vampire mythos, generally yeah. speaking. In True Blood, they used it a lot, because it was called Glamour, and you were, right. they, were they like, fully hypnotized people. Yeah, I, 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 I know it's a Dracula power, but it's, like, a not often talked about one, so it's interesting to, to see it, like, be such a big part of it here. Yeah, because she... The, the when they get into it, she the vampires basically infect their mind, and that's kind of all they can think about. And they cre- they establish a link between the two. Right. So we find these three corpses, or the three bodies that are preserved, and then all over the ship are these like horribly like husks of people with like looks like all the liquids been pulled out of them. The design of these props is really really it's cool. Incredibly well done. It's like the best part of the movie by far. And I will say, I called it Diet Star Trek earlier, but I really do like the design of the ships and stuff. It's it's very interesting design of the movie. Yeah. Also, I guess I guess if it's contained in the spaceship, but my other question was how would a fire in space work? Because fires need oxygen. But I guess if well, it's self-contained and he uses all he used the oxygen on the ship to do that. Yeah, that's usually how that goes. There's oxygen for the humans, so if there's a problem, it's really dangerous. That makes sense. Yeah, that's like a huge plot point in Apollo 13. Gotcha. It's like trying to maintain, fix this problem without causing a fire because it's concentrated oxygen and it's, you know, poison. Which one is or, the scary flammable. Apollo? Is it 11? Wait, Apollo 13 is the one. Wait, wait, what do you, what the scary Apollo? Are you talking about like the, 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 the found footage movie from like four years ago? I think so. Uh, that's like 17, maybe. Uh, Apollo 11 is the actual moon landing. My God. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> But it's I'm called, like uh, genuinely horrified at you asking that question because I'm like you do know you do know that right that is a fact that is in your brain I hope the Apollo 11 is the actual goddamn no, moon know, landing. The, there's a movie called <laughs> I, I know called Apollo 11. It's not called Apollo 11. It's called like Apollo 17. I think Apollo 11 is the actual moon landing. People would have been mad about it unless it was like Neil Armstrong fighting off goddamn aliens with a club. Apollo 18. Okay, so I was off by one. 
I knew it wasn't a. I, <laughs> God damn it! You asked. You said, "Well, Apollo Eleven is the scary one, right?" And I was just like, "He has to know that that's really the moon landing, right?" Like I know we both but, have big dumb bad I, I brains. I thought it was like one of those like you know, ooh, what if <laughs> movies. Uh, it's Neil Armstrong with a machine gun. Get away from her, you bitch! Buzz Aldrin. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's Buzz Aldrin, like, in an alien claw. And <laughs> I would totally watch that. I, I would, too. Buzz Aldrin's the man. I would actually, I would rather it be Buzz, like, late 2000s Buzz and Neil. <laughs> like, I, I old men. They I have want... to send the old men back to space? Yeah. I think he. I think uh, Neil died before that. I think. Oh. But yes, old old. But I'd be there for that movie. I want. Also, I want have you ever seen that video of Buzz Aldrin knocking out the guy who tries to tell him the moon landing didn't happen? It's no. fabulous. He just like straight up old man knocks this guy out. Like it's <gasps> old, it's it's fully old man strength of just like he just rocks this guy. But he, the guy is like screaming at him about the moon landing being fake, and Buzz Aldrin just hits him like one punch to the jaw and knocks him out. It's great. Oh, I love that. He was one of the. He's a great guest star on Thirty Rock. He was. Would you like to deal at the moon with an old man? <laughs> yes. Yeah, delicious. I don't believe in walls. I only knock them down. <laughs> so anyway, we're back on Earth. We're trying to figure out what to do, and we go in to examine one of these people. And this guy has this awesome. It looks like the guy from uh, Morton Joe. Morton Joe from the new Mad Max movie with this like mouth covering and then these hoses like running behind it it's this very weird uh face mask breather thing they have yeah uh and this was the moment that i realized this movie wasn't gonna be what i wished it was because i was hoping it was gonna be like sort of a teeth like vibe where like the men were gross and they got punished because i was like oh he's gonna like try and like grope and assault this unconscious humanoid like what looks like a human woman and she's gonna like snap and like kill him or whatever but no it wasn't that at all (laughs) uh no it just is like like all sexy sexy for no reason whatsoever exactly and then she uh drains him like he drained like freddie drained lisa in nightmare four i think that's right it's very ghostbustersy like swirling energy uh special effects type stuff and then he's a husk, and uh, w- proceeds that eight people, like I- in turn, eight people, like see on the monitor what's happening and run into the room. Like, no, you yeah, seal no that way. room. Yeah, exactly. I would hit the button that floods it with poison. Is there like, yeah. can we just flood that room with oxygen or something? Like, is there you, a way to do the bad thing? You weld the door shut. Exactly. And then you're done. Exactly. That's yeah. It. No. Sorry. No way. Yeah. I'm done. I'm done. So she goes, like, she busts out of that room, and she's walking through this facility totally naked. And this is the, one of the, they're all pretty bad, but this scene is perhaps the most egregious, where these dudes are just like, and they're like, tongues are hanging out, and they're doing like, ooga eyes. And I'm just like, I get what you're doing. Like, again, you're making a movie for 13-year-old boys to watch at, late at night on VHS tapes, but like, come on already. It's so bad. Because, like, also, you're fully grown men. You've seen boobs before. Yeah, presumably. And then the other crazy thing is the one starts acting like she's a stray dog. He's got, like, a biscuit in his hand. And he's like, come on, come on, come on down. So, okay, come on so on. I come thought on that down. first, but then I realized he wasn't, like, using the biscuit. He was just like, come over. I think he was eating. 
and then stopped. <laughs> it was like he was like, mid sandwich. He was mid sandwich. I was like, <laughs> come here, just like calmly come down the because because he wasn't like it. Like I, there's a very distinctive mannerism and like way yeah, you hold right. food out for an animal. Yeah, and yeah. he wasn't doing quite that. So I was like, "What do you just finish your sandwich and then do your job, <laughs> or just don't walk over with your potato chip in hand or whatever the hell it is? Like, yeah. just drop that, you fat slob." Yeah. So um, she does this really awesome like lightning strike thing and blasts the glass out of this room, and it looks awesome. It's the effects really of this cool. movie rule. I will say, like unequivocally, the effects of this movie rule. They're very, very good. I love all of them, even though her powers are very unclear. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of whatever they need it to be for this scene to move on. It's very Superman. Sort of the deal. Whatever, yeah, yeah. Whatever they haven't <laughs> written yet. He, he, he rips that S off his chest for no reason at one point, and they're like, <laughs> all right, that's fine, I guess. Sure. sure. Yeah, sure. The kids will yeah, watch that, it. Yeah, that's fine. So there's this, like... This, the part where this movie gets bogged down is we spend all this time with scientist people who I, like, could not care less about, and they're all trying to figure out, like, what's going on. There's this, See, like, I like kooky, Turtleneck. Uh, is that the kooky white-haired guy or the other one? He's the he's the one we follow for most of the movie. He he throws the sword uh, at the end. Okay, that dude I, I dig. The two, the two astronaut dudes who are the sort of heroes of the movie I think are fine. But there's this whole subplot with this white-haired kooky scientist, like very much in the vein of a Doc Brown, that's just like he's oh, talking about – Oh, the one who at the end the twist? Yes. Okay. So he's like talking about like how life force is conserved and there's like something about energy transfers and da-da-da. And it's like – I'm watching the movie. I saw her suck the life out of that guy. I get it. Like, it's not that complicated of a thing I you're trying to express. I stating the obvious. Yeah. Like, but it's like 10 minutes of this guy doing, like, the science behind why this works. And I was like, who could care? Who could possibly care? That's not why anyone is in this movie. Like, it's a naked space vampire. That's what you're selling me. Don't just give me what it says on the tin. I don't need you to explain energy conservation. I guess, law. Honestly, so if the movie was called Naked Space, Naked Space Vampires. I would like that title more than this. But if it's just space vampires, I prefer Life Force. <laughs> I agreed. But this movie is if you took out the scenes like it is a small number of edits away from being a Cinemax late night movie called Naked Space Vampires. That's like. Mm-hmm exactly that movie. yeah it's really not that far off from that kind of movie yeah the sex scenes aren't sexy enough to be that but if you change that it would be one of those movies i think for sure they also say they're like we've x-rayed them and all the images are blurry and they're like what the hell does that mean because <laughs> what the hell does that mean yeah i don't i'm not a doctor i don't know what that means and he's like these shiny plexiglass cases that look like snow white are actually just a force field no they're not i can see <laughs> the lights reflected off the plexiglass <laughs> and later when they try to like explain that and they have the the commander the main guy like telling the story about how it like he went to touch it and he his arms went through it it's like a very bad composite com- composition of shot where it's like it's a glass case and then he goes to touch it and it's like Whoop, no it's not there anymore and it's like well hold on a second yeah it's I- very much the the glass in the in the python cage at the zoo in harry potter yes exactly. it was there now it's not yeah. So they're doing this autopsy on the guard husk and the guard husk like wakes up and I love this puppet. Oh, and what, you missed the gay porn twins. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. They, they get shot like a hundred times each, right? And then blown up. 
Yes. Because naked men have to be met with severe aggression. <laughs> yeah. Just Nobody's waving. Two naked Nobody's... men are met with severe aggression and violence, but a naked woman is treated like an animal. <laughs> they try to get her to come over with a sandwich hunk. Which, like, depending on the sandwich, that would work for me. Yeah, I might be there. I might be there. But yeah, there's nobody trying to wave a potato chip at these hunks. They're just killing them. Which, like, depending on what kind of sandwich it is, that might work for me. <laughs> Come you on, got boy. A good Reuben. Come on, yeah, you got a exactly. Good Reuben? I'm, I'm yeah. not. I'm not thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. You know, a good Italian hoagie with nicely, freshly sliced deli meats. Slobby yeah, Joe. Yeah, for I those people for in the in this area, <laughs> you're narrow casting for people in re- <laughs> in sight of a Capriati's restaurant. But yeah, I can get there for that. So yeah, and now so, yeah, we these, get the amazing puppet work. Yeah, so the, the after they kill the two naked dudes to eradicate that pestilence, uh, they start doing this autopsy on this this desiccated corpse, and it's so awesome when it like opens its eyes and sits up. It's like three quarters of the reason we're doing this movie because in the trailer i was like oh god that's such a cool puppet it was amazing it reminded me of the scene in seven with sloth I oh think. yeah the sloth is the one that's tied to the bed right yeah and he's filled yeah. with air fresheners and like oh he's dead and then all of a sudden yeah. he's just like i don't think that's a puppet in no, that's seven a per- yeah that's a person yeah okay well, this later, is definitely a puppet. This one is a puppet, but later there is a person in a suit. Yeah, I think you're right. In the cell. Uh, and so the puppet, so the, the 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 husk of a man makes out with, although it doesn't really make out, he just kind of breathes his life in. Because men aren't allowed to kiss men, except for the, the, the glimmer, the glimpse of Patrick Stewart kissing the lead. Yes. I don't think they need to actually touch because she doesn't like maintain contact the whole time. But you're right. It definitely is like, a, hey, we don't need two dudes kissing here. What are you doing? Yeah, because they, they but he, he brings his mouth in and then the husk of a man becomes full again. Yes. And I was I wrote what? Yeah, because this is not how zombie lore works. This is not how traditional vampire lore works. I was confused. So it's kind of like when they do it, they can either turn them or not turn them. And I think this guy got turned. So he has the vampire force in him. I took it as if someone gets fully drained, they aren't yeah. dead because they can pull from someone else. Yeah. That but seems it, like, I, cause later they describe that the, the female vampire is just like kind of only like topping up as necessary. She's not draining anybody. Right. Right. So it seems like when someone is husked, they will wake back up and try and husk somebody else so that they can keep going. But like, if you're you you if you need to fix every two hours, get a new drug. <laughs> yeah, or just you know start taking bigger doses of it. Yeah, because um, they find that there's a woman husked in the park. It's these two like. I, the only word you could use here is a bloke. Like, it's so, they're so British and so English. And it's just like, oh, yeah, we found this lady in the park there, governor. And I'm like, why Why are the chimney sweeps for Mary Poppins in this movie for <laughs> 10 seconds? Why is Dyke here? Yeah. Like, what the hell? Why are these two men in this movie? And, like, they're so out of place in the way that they talk and the way that they look. Because, like, it's a movie where you're hanging out with a scientist the whole time. And they just, like, it, it seriously felt like somebody's cousins that they just, like, wanted to work into the movie. Yeah. Cause, and then on top of that, they're like, 
Well, one of them was naked, and they were two ladies, so we assumed they were, you know. And I was like... Shagging. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, hey? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, hey? First I went, prostitutes? And I was like, that's a weird... And I was like, oh, lesbians. Because that Tuesday later, it's like, we thought they were going to be shagging in the woods. And I was like, (laughs) God, I hate you. Is she a goer, hey? Is she a goer, hey? And this is like, why Why are we suddenly doing Monty Python in the middle of this thing? It's very weird. And so it's a naked woman husked, and they're like, oh, well, better get her. They're like, well, I guess our naked woman has clothes now. And the, yeah. the, ups- the upset seems to be that they can't look at her boobs anymore. Not that <laughs> she is, you know, avail- available to, able to walk freely. <laughs> Yeah, or, you know, harder to track down and find. It's like, no, no, we just can't see a naked no more. Yeah, so they get this naked woman back to the the place. Don't cover her up. Then they check in with the naked man they covered up with a bathrobe because he's a man. And he turns into a husk again because he he hasn't fed. And But then he disintegrates, like, into sand, and it's real cool looking. Because the one doctor's like, he didn't feed in two hours, so he turned into... And they're like, what? And he, like, crouches down and p- picks up a thing and stabs him with it. <laughs> he pokes him with a stick, basically. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, why do you know that? Why yeah. did your... Why did you... Why Why was your hypothesis <laughs> that he would turn to dust? <laughs> they queue up Kansas and they all just start singing. Yeah, like, what empirical evidence led you to this? What's the, what part of the scientific Maybe this was all covered. Jump to the, jump to dust. <laughs> Maybe this was covered in that 15-minute thing I zoned out of where he was explaining, like, energy conservation and, you know, the law of matter in theory. Um, maybe, yeah. So then they go, like, two doors down to the other jail cell where the doctor that he husked is awake and kicking now. And sometimes it's a puppet, and sometimes it's a dude in uh, the costume with a with a with a prosthetic work on because he didn't get he still has all his clothes on, right? And he charges the he charges the cell door so hard that he dusts himself like he's a yes. vampire on Buffy, and they all get like covered in it. It's real gross. What? And I, my first thought is like maybe this is in our lungs now. Maybe we yeah. are now infected. <laughs> yeah, I would be terrified. And then they're like, well. I have a theory that the young woman should be affected in 30 minutes. And they go up there, fully a naked lady husk on the table. And I was like, come on, man, cover her with a sheet. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, really, have a little bit of respect for the dead here. Come on. And she freaks out. And I thought she was going to start pulling electricity because she had, like, the thingies on her head. Right, right. The, the, like... I don't know what the sensor uh, Like EKG sensors are basically. Yeah. And all the machines start freaking out. I was like, oh, she's going to suck up all the electricity in this place. And That's what be, I thought too. And be a second naked lady walking around. But no, Sadly, it's not that cool. Yeah. She reminds me, this scene reminds me very much, her on the table, it reminds me of the, have you ever seen Return of the Living Dead? That's the funny one, right? With, yeah, um, where they, they talk. Yeah. I feel like it's been a minute since I've seen it, but yes. The the big famous scene in it that you would remember is the punk rock girl dancing naked in the graveyard. I think I remember that, yes. So there's a scene in that where they get this zombie strapped down to an autopsy table and it wakes up and it's like, brains. It looks very much like this puppet here. Okay. Oh, I think we saw one of those uh, zombies at the zombie museum in Monroeville. 
Yeah, I think we did. So then all of a sudden they're like, hey, an escape pod from the Winston Churchill is landed in Texas, and they're going to go bring him here. And uh, I would say roughly the entire National Guard of Tex- that's in Texas shows up to this one yes. escape pod. With, like, guns drawn and ready to shoot whatever's in it. It's, like, just an astronaut. Mm-hmm. With a beard. And they shaved yeah. him for some reason. I was like, he looked good with that beard. He did. He did. Are, uh, so, do rockets have escape pods like this? Like, is that a thing? Well, it, they call it an escape pod, but it looks like a capsule from, like, any actual space That's like, what, back in the say, day. when it, it looked like a real thing, like a thing that I have seen in real life. Yeah, it's like the the sort of escape. I mean, it's not really an escape capsule, but like the space capsule would be, um, you know, ejected. All the rest of the sh- sent- all the rest of the ship pulls apart, right? And then that's right, what yeah. remains in parachute. Yeah, down. so they call it an escape escape pod, but I, to me, it looked a lot more like the uh, just like capsule of the ship. Yeah, uh, and then he immediately goes to London, so there was no reason for him to have been in Texas at all. No. Uh, and he's I like, think it's only because Toby Hooper is from Texas. Oh, maybe. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Um, and he's like, hey, I set the fire to save everyone because I knew there was bad shit going on. Sorry. And they're like, oh, you're psychically linked to the lady vampire. Go to bed. Yeah. And he has- We're going we're gonna to monitor you. Go to sleep now. He has a terrible, like, like a traveling carnival haunted house dream. He really, where- really does. Where a bat prop flies out at him, and then all of a sudden the bat is the sexy lady on top of him. Uh, and I will ashamedly admit that this is where I was like, oh, right, bats and vampires. <laughs> it took you a while to put that together, well, huh? I forgot about the bats, because they're kind of inconsequential. It's they not like are. they ever are important beyond, we saw bats. Yeah, you're not wrong. And then they mentioned the vampires like 20 minutes after that, and then like 10 minutes later they show this, and I was like, oh, right, that's a thing. And... They kiss very uncomfortably. Yeah, they don't look like either of them are enjoying it. No one looks like they enjoy kissing in this movie. No. It's very much like a, all right, do it again. Get in there. I don't know why I've made Toby Hooper such a monster, but I, I'm more oh, picturing this than producers. Were, I didn't even realize you were being Toby Hooper. I thought you were just being Well, I wasn't intentionally, direct, but it's like, who else would... I, I was just thinking, that, yeah, producer guy. Okay, well, that's what my intention was, but just to make sure a someone didn't think... Brother, for yeah, exactly. One of Golan and or Globus, the heads of canon. Yeah. Um, and so they're like... He also does this long explanation of like what... like you, We talked about it eventually, but his explanation of like what happened on the ship takes a while to get to the point. And then later we find out that there's more to the story. And I was like, things I didn't need to know. <laughs> yeah. If, 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 if the parts that you showed me in painstaking detail weren't that important, why did you show them to me? I get it. And so they're like, hey, if she can see into your mind, I bet you can see into her mind. And I was like, I don't think that that's, this isn't a telephone. I'm pretty sure this is a microscope situation more I, than a. They treat it like Harry Potter and uh, Snape, or uh, not Snape, Jesus, uh, Voldemort. Yeah, where it's like, like they have this weird telepathic connection and they're like, exploit it, Harry, get in there. And so he's able to see her, but not through her point of view. He's just able right. to like be next to her. Yeah. And she looks completely different. And I was like, wait a minute. Did she, she can shapeshift now? Yeah. She, they, they like try to explain it that she jumped into the body with the energy transfer, but it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Because then it should have been the husk of the dark haired lady at the park that they found. 
Right, exactly. It, it should have been a jump. Because then later they're like, oh, she's jumping bodies. And I was like, so, so is she shape-shifting or is she jumping bodies? Because you're right. not being clear. Those are different things. So then uh, he's like, oh, she's a sexy redhead lady in Ireland, it looks like. Like, she looks like the Highlander. She does look... It, it looks like we take a detour to the movie Highlander for a little while, period. Also a canon film. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, oh, she's getting in the car with this old man and lifting up her skirt and he's touching her. And I was like, "I we can stop this... You can, you're, I get where we're going. Anytime you want to pull the brakes and pump the brakes and pull over, I'm fine. Pull the cord, get him out of there. Fine. Yeah. It's like, it's also such a silly thing. Like, I've never had this happen to me because I don't think it actually happens. But like. What are you about to say? I'm, you don't get it. Like, the, the way that women and men interact in movies when, like, the woman is seducing the man, where she, like, she gets in this car. Clearly, she says something sexy to him because he's like, all right, and they get in the car. She starts hiking her skirt up, and this dude goes from, like, oh, we're complete strangers to into it instantaneously. Like, there's not a second thought in his brain of, like, well, this is a little weird, huh? Right? Like, if that if this happened to me, like... I wouldn't pick up a hitchhiker, but in a world where I've picked up a hitchhiker and the woman immediately is like, hey, can I show you something? And starts lifting her skirt. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. What is this interaction to you? I, I, I don't understand what's happening. Gay culture is very different. And that's all I'll say about it. Yeah, I just the 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 way that they show these two people interact is just pants on head crazy to me where it's just like oh okay like it doesn't even appear that they've had a conversation about like hey you want to do some sex stuff it's just like hey this is what my <laughs> this is this is what my lady parts look like can that be the can that be the out of context quote hey do you want to do some sex stuff <laughs> is that how they do it in the gay culture that's how i was taught to to ask for you consent sit backwards on a chair yeah. You want to do some sex stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's like a substitute or a... <laughs> yeah, <I'm> like a... <laughs> a cool like sub. Your, your health, your, like, sex ed teacher is a yeah. sex or sub. Yeah. <laughs> now, in the gay community, we just send a dick pic, and we're like, okay, cool, when? Okay, but I'm, I'm taking the internet out of it. It's like, it would be as if someone walked up to you on the street and was like, hey, and you were like, hey, and then they just took their dick out. <laughs> That would be the entirety of the interaction. That would be weird if it happened on the street in public. On the street, yeah. Not in a place where people are, like, going to a place but for the, the internet, purposes but of with sex. The, with the advent of the internet, that's basically how 99% of interactions come. I know, but I'm, like, I'm talking about it very specifically happens in movies where it's like a woman gets in a car and starts hiking her skirt up is not that uncommon a thing in a movie. And if that happened to me, I would be confused. I wouldn't be sec- I wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, all right, let's do this. I'd be like, wait, what's happening? Why? I'm driving. Why did he do this? I refer to it as sex stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> so I guess we'll... we'll- that's what she said, obviously. She said, hey, you want to do some sex stuff? I think it was very clear. Anyways. Uh, we Did we mention the insane sex scene that we have the flashback to with the commander and the woman? Did we skip that part? Maybe. But because there's a sex scene with the guy. Um, I think his name is Carlson. The guy they found in the capsule. Carlson. Carlson, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like explaining how like all this stuff went down the ship and they show the sex scene and it's like totally wild. It's like these crazy strobe lights in different colors and the audio has a baby crying in it. And so she's like, they're like kissing each other's neck and like kind of touching each other. And then it's like, oh, no, like it's not, so it's not a baby crying. I remember that. Now. It's, it's a siren. 
Oh, because I like I was listening to I was watching this movie with headphones on and I was like, wait, why are there baby cries underneath this sex scene music? Like what is that what is that supposed to be? This is like a weird thing I don't want to get into. No, it was a siren going off. I see. Alright, anyway, so we're we, we go to Ireland to get this lady, so we go to this I think random Ireland. woman's apartment. It, it might not be, but it, it looked really like matter. either Ireland or Scotland based on the the the, the scenery the in the curly background. redhead and the green yes, valley. Exactly. Merida <laughs> is suddenly in this movie for no reason. Change your feet. Um Sir Patrick Stewart shows up. He does. And I wanna apologize for thinking Wait, 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 wait. We can't we can't skip the interrogation of this this woman because it's the grossest no, he, part of the we movie. meet patrick stewart before first oh okay yeah and we trip and i recently went to the movies to see mary poppins returns and the he, sir patrick stewart is in a movie where he's playing merlin disguised as a as a young twink <laughs> yes. and i leaned over and i was like of course patrick stewart would be like i want a hot blonde twink to be the younger me and you were like you mean ian mckellen and I was like, <laughs> you're right i do they're best I friends apologize. they're best friends besties. not friends not the man he lived with until his death and he took no lovers and had no children <laughs> yes or in in the parlance of, of certain families so this is aunt jane and her good friend julia her special and like, friend and we're like what what do we say it here? That's what I love reading in history books. <laughs> when they're like, this, these, this, the women lived together until their old age with cats and never had children and never had any relationships. And they were definitely straight women. And it's like <laughs> Jim from the office looking at the camera. Just there, There's one that gets tossed around a lot where they talk about this one dude. Uh, it might be like Isaac Newton. I don't remember. But it's like a famous scientist of the early science era. And they're like, and he died a virgin. And there is like copious amounts of information about his gay zero percent chance he died that he had many of and it's like hey hey people can we stop with this stupid shit like clearly this person was not a straight person and that's fine that's just fine well there's a lot of famous there's a couple famous military dudes in history who were definitely like there's there's, what's his name i can't there's there's a famous general who came over from prussia or somewhere to king of prussia to the battlefield and like rolled up in a red sled covered in dogs wearing a fur coat with his like young boy lover who was his <laughs> also his secretary and he whipped the troops into shape and like took other boy lovers and left them his estate and took them into his home and they're like they were just his mentees and he was their <laughs> mentor and it's like no there's no effing way that that was what happened also I'm apologizing to you, but it's called protege. Oh, Mentee sorry. sounds so stupid. I hate it so much. I I realize language I, is fluid. I never it's knew a stupid hill to die on. But <laughs> it's called a mentor and a protege. I a never mentee, knew those words were connected. <laughs> yes, I, I, mentee I is so stupid. Mentee was not correct. But I, that's I what everybody like, says. Mentee now, everybody does. I always assumed that was just a made-up dumb thing, but I never knew there wasn't. I never knew protege was the appropriate connection to a mentor. Yes. A mentor has a protege. I think people just don't like to say that word because it maybe sounds maybe you know what it is over the years where they were like this mentor general and his fleet of young boy proteges, and people are like, oh, that's what protege means. I'm not a protege. Hey, yeah, hey, yeah, bro, I'm is. not a, I'm not no protege. No pro. Anyway. We get to the apartment of this woman, and it, the interrogation sequence with her is 
Maybe the most uncomfortable I've been watching a movie for this show in over a year. Uh, Parasite 3D is probably the last time I felt this icky. It's up there, yeah. He, Um, like, grabs her by the lapels and he's shaking her and he's shaking her. And it's like, as an audience, you're not 100% sure this guy is right. Like, you're pretty sure that's the alien, but you're not... mm -hmm entirely certain well that's not what made me uncomfortable because like i understand when he's like oh i it's she's in there come out like get out of this woman and then the woman kind of like smirks and he's like she's not in there but i'm gonna keep doing this and i was like once you said she's not in there yes you you brush this woman's shoulders off gently and you say i apologize for your for taking up your time we'll be going now (laughs) yes but instead, he's like, she wants it. She wants me to slap her around and choke her till she gives me the answer. And I was like, I'm like, my shoulders go up. Everything comes contracts because I'm uncomfortable with this. And the something. other dude, he's like, you might want to leave for this. And he's like, I love to watch. And he sits down on the couch. And I'm just like, what is this movie? Emmanuel five. Clearly. Um. So she and then they kiss and nothing happens and the woman like smirks and then collapses and i was like what is happening <laughs> i'm so confused and then i was like oh it's definitely in professor x because he's the only other person we've met here right and they're like oh let's go into this cell where there's this man with a birthmark because it's definitely who he jumped into and as soon as professor x gets close they like bear hug him and inject him with something that knocks him out yeah They give him, quote-unquote, hypnosis drugs. Okay, movie. Also, he's unconscious. How do you hypnotize someone who's straight-up unconscious? Right, exactly. It's like, if if Get Out told me anything, it's that it's not quite unconscious, not quite conscious. It's an in-between. Right. The sunken place. So this alien lady's voice comes out of his mouth, which is kind of cool looking. And she says that the reason he's so attracted to her is because she sensed he was coming and pulled... There was definitely some gay shit on that ship because she goes, we sensed your presence coming to us and pulled our forms from your minds. And it was four dudes who went into that spaceship. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. There was a lady on the spaceship they left from, but she did not go in. I think it was all dudes. Right. So she's like, I literally like my voice, my language, my look is all from you. So you're welcome. And then they kissed Patrick Stewart and it's very brief. Yeah. At that point, the life force comes, like, blasting out of him and swirling around the room. And this is, like, a very, very cool-looking Ghostbusters-era effect of, like, swirling lights and stuff. Yeah. The prime... He's the prime minister died, right? Yes. So he's dead. Patrick Stewart is dead. And they're like, get him on a helicopter and let's get out of here. So they all get in the helicopter. And this is what I think is the coolest effect of the movie. When um, Patrick Stewart and the Prime Minister's bodies both start bleeding, like yes. out of their eyes and their nose and their mouth, yes. and it's um, it fl- it's like pulling sideways out of their face, all of their face holes, and like collecting in the middle of the in the middle of the air, in the middle of the helicopter, and forming her body, and it's so cool to look at. Yeah, I I actually rewound this because I was trying to figure out how they did it, and I'm not sure. Like I, I'm very impressed by like the thing forming in the air it just looked awesome the whole thing looked awesome yeah i loved it um then they're like it kind of forms into the shape of the lady vampire for like a second and then it turns into goop well it's her and she screams and then goops yeah and then they're like london is uh exploding and it's the cutest little miniature london set i actually I, i will say like a little bit to their defense 
they obviously were never going to be able to afford like a mass chaos oh, giant scene with lots of extras. This is probably the best low budget variant on oh my god the city's in chaos that I've ever seen. It's still not great, but I'm really like the way that they chose to film it with like lots of tight close-ups and lots of like action jumbly stuff is really great and helps Effective. sell. Yeah, it helps sell the idea that London is in chaos better than it has any right to. I agree. I just think that the the miniatures because they have in the in any wide of the Lond- of London, it's just the miniature exploding. Yes. Yeah. And it's really cool and cute. Um, and the, these. I, I, they look more like zombies than vampires, so my brain calls them zombies. Yeah, no, I have zombies loose in London all over my notes here. Yeah, the zombies are everywhere. Uh, so they're like, hey, we're going to go to the to the, the whatever building. And the helicopter lands down, and they run inside, go downstairs, see its chaos, turn around, yep. get right back out of there. <laughs> it's such a great shot. They like come down the stairs, and they see it, and they just are like, meh, and they run right back out. And then I love this as a bit of like... As I'm an actor watching this, the helico- they jump in the helicopter and they're like, take off. And then the doors fly open and all the zom- a bunch of zombies come out and they're like, go, go. And the helicopter takes off three feet and hovers there. Yes. Just low enough for the stunt performers to grab on to the thing uh-huh. and then it takes off. And I was uh-huh. like, I see you movie. Yeah. I see yeah. you movie. That was not well edited. Um, there's also like the first zombie just kind of gets like knocked off but the second one he has to shoot it with a flare gun in the chest well the second one is trying to grab it grabs its own flesh yes and pulls its own flesh off and that makes it fall yeah and then the second one gets shot with a flare gun like the but end of that movie it's like do you have any weapons and he's like just this flare gun and you know into the thing's chest and it you know I almost off. wish it was a harpoon gun or something sillier <laughs> Yes, you know all those helicopters with harpoon guns. I I, I want sil- I want elevated silliness from this movie. Like you're giving me <laughs> naked space vampires. Yes, yeah. Think about the movie we're watching, Trip. I don't think harpoons. If you're questioning harpoons on a helicopter, I'm which, just saying. Title I have of a limits. New children's book. <laughs> I have limits. That's all I'm saying. I do not apparently. Um. So this this thing we didn't talk about earlier. It it looks kind of like an umbrella. But made of like living flesh and like kind of bat wingy. It's very yeah. much like those Victorian pagoda umbrellas. Yeah, sure. I know exactly what you're talking about. A Victorian you- pagoda umbrella. Yeah, no, absolutely. That very commonly referenced item, a Victorian <laughs> pagoda umbrella. Yeah, no, absolutely. Exactly those. Of course. Okay. When I, I have say- six of them in my closet. <laughs> a Victorian you, pagoda umbrella. When I tell you a Victorian umbrella, what do you picture? Like a parasol? Like the ones that like vampires and goth kids use, right? Where it's like pointy up top and then it slopes down uh, okay. and has scalloped edges. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> you know what I was thinking the other day since what? you just said goth kids? Sure. You don't see many goth adults. No, you don't. And if you do, they're on like TLC. Yeah, I just like, I would, I, again, not trying to yuck anybody's yum. It's just really, I was just had that thought of like, you don't you just don't see that very often. Like I've never been at the grocery store and then like, oh, there's a goth adult right there. And like, whatever, you should enjoy whatever you enjoy, but I just am surprised. I've never seen I think seen I've that. seen one and it was a South Philly Acme, so take take <laughs> that, that how you will. That jives. That jives. <laughs> so that story yeah, checks that out. That jives. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I just anyway, you don't see a lot of goth adults out there. You really don't. 
No, if you're out there and you are a goth adult, send us a pic. Yeah. Bonus points if you're using the Podcast Republic app. <laughs> anyway, we talk about this Victorian pagoda umbrella, and it's like hovering in space. And uh, it's like they realize that the zombies are really just like busting the energy out of humans and shooting it up into space in this the umbrella. Well, it's weird. So like the street zombies are busting the energy into the, the hunky dude zombie leaders from the ship that didn't die, actually, it turns out. And then they're sending it into the lady who's sending it up. in. So it's like a three step process. Yeah. Now, meanwhile, the kooky doctor who we touched on earlier, that's kind of Doc Brown, has discovered that you can kill these things with an old school iron sword. So this is now not abdomen, not the heart. Yes. So their their energy center, their heart is like their belly button. So now our heroes have this information and it's like, oh, it's time to, you know, go running into battle. So they like drive into London into the chaos. Yeah. And he they get separated because uh, the astronaut is like, oh, I'm going to the, you know, the space headquarters, but really he's going to where the sexy lady is. Yes. So the turtleneck scientist run, goes to space headquarters, and he gets there, and he's like, where's the guy? And it's just the old man scientist, and he's being real weird and creepy in the shadows, and it's like, rut row gang. Yeah. So and this is like the big heel his turn. arms and walking towards him. Yes. And this brings in our big heel turn. Is that why he, what heel comes from? What? I, like someone doing a heel turn and being a villain is that what where like being a heel comes from yeah but it yeah the term heel is like an old school like it doesn't come from wrestling it's like just an old school term for a bad guy that's what playing I mean, like, the does, heel yeah playing the heel. I mean, it does that he- come from like doing a heel turn and being a villain yeah 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 playing the heel um so he gets infected and then he uh turtleneck sweater scientist shoots him in the ab and he explodes into dust yes he also, before that, explains life force transfer in excruciating detail. I would have killed him sooner. Right. Like, like I just, I don't want to hear him talk he anymore. Infected. Before I even know he's infected, I'm just like, there's chaos. I don't think anyone's going to yeah. do any tallies on who died when. So Yeah, exactly. Shut up. No one's going to know. Yeah. Three in the gut, two in the head, just to make sure. And so he takes the uh, <laughs> the sword and the gun over to where the the sexy lady vampire is and this is what's annoying is that the astronaut is in an armored car yes driving through the streets and i'm like you're in an armored car roll up your windows and just mow everybody down exactly they're all weak frail dust zombies there's also like what absolutely was someone in this movie was promised that they were going to get to do this car explosion and they were kept putting it off and putting it off and putting it off so it's like as this guy's driving away, completely unrelated to the action that's happening on screen, a car in the background blows up. Like, really cool. Yeah. But it it's was just... great, because it's yeah. real. But it was just very clearly like, uh, yes, Derek, we're going to let you blow up a car. I promise we're going to blow up a car. And then, like, they kept having to change the script and change the script. And Derek kept being like, you promised me a goddamn car. And so, like, all right, fine. Today, Derek, you're going to blow up a car. And then they just put it... It's this, like, three-second B-roll shot of a car exploding for no reason whatsoever. And it's a nice explosion. No, it looks dope. It's awesome, but it just feels so unnecessary. Um, And this I wrote, now she gets to wear a dress with 12 minutes left of the movie. For like, as you said before, 90 seconds she's got this thing on before she gets her kit back off. Um, And the the turtleneck sweater scientist shows up and tries to go up the very clear path through the zombies. 
that they left on the steps because they're steps and it's dangerous. Uh-huh. And uh, one of the hunk- the other hunky male dude vampire who's left, like, appears in a tuxedo and starts doing body rolls at the top of these steps. And yes. Doesn't make sense. I'm no. not mad about looking at it, but yeah. it doesn't make sense. So he stabs him through the gut with the sword. And he explodes in, in red energy? Yeah, yeah, it's real weird looking. I guess it's Unexplained. like, he's the overloaded. Didn't explain that. No, no, no. Of course not. Where in all of the explanations about right. energy transfers vampires? You spent twenty goddamn minutes explaining this to me. You could have talked about colors at any point of that. So he and now interrupts. They're both naked. Oh, good. Lord. <laughs> and they're like doing it, and then they're in this like pit, and there's all this swirling energy and stuff. And so Carlson down in the pit is like with the lady vampire. And the other guy crawls to the edge and is like yelling his name. Like, I got the sword. for too long. No, yes. just jump down there, stab them, and you're done. Well, I don't think he wanted to get into the energy pit because I think he knew he was going to die if he went down there. Oh, I thought it was just like a hole in the cathedral because I think they're in St. Paul's. Yeah, I think he was basically like, Where I'm not going down there. Comes. Yeah, that shit's dangerous. I'm not going down there. Swiggity swag, tuppence the bag. <laughs> so he tosses the sword down and he the guy in the bottom uh carlson he stabs himself and the lady like a double stab mm-hmm. and then she's basically like i'm not gonna die and i'm taking you with me Whoop! and they transport up to the ship roll credits it it ends so fast and then there's like a scene where the guy who threw him the sword. I think his name is Kane, which we haven't talked about this whole thing, but he goes running outside and he like looks up in kind of like fear and awe. And then it, that's it. That's the final section of the movie. It's, it's an unsatisfying ending. Yeah, which it really, really, really is. And it's not that the movie needs to be longer because it's uh, almost two hours, which is pushing it. Yeah. It just, you could have trimmed out some of the middle part <laughs> yes. and given a better ending. Yeah, well, also, like, what am I meant to take away from this? Like, the ship kind of goes away, but does that mean they're coming back? Or is this safe now? Like, I have no idea what's happening. Also, it looked like all, like, the entirety of London was turned into zombies. So is is London just gone now? Right. London has fallen? <laughs> I think they might. I think they might have fallen. Uh, so final thoughts on Life Force? It's not bad. It's enjoyable. It's just long. So yeah, it's definitely more of a drinking movie. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to do, would you recommend this? But I want to play a game afterwards uh, that I'll explain to you briefly. But so it'll tie into that. But uh, I am going to say I recommend this. I think it's like a little bit too long. And honestly, like if you're getting bored where they're explaining how life force energy works and you want to skip a minute or two ahead, you're probably fine. Like you're really not going to miss anything in this movie. The effects are incredible. The, the, all of the production stuff is awesome. The acting is decent. Like it's it's not a recommend. It's just not, it's just long. So just be aware of that. If it was 15 minutes shorter, it would probably be like, up there among my favorite movies we've done for the show because of just how crazy it is. Yeah. So I want to play this game and I made this joke earlier in the podcast, but I want to play Canon or Canon. And it's a great audio joke. Yes. Well, I have a wrinkle that I might want to add. I'll see what you think about it. But the idea is, do we add this movie to the Canon, meaning like we're saving it or do we shoot it out of a Canon and, and get rid of it. And I think it might be more fun (laughs) and stupider for sure. If you're not allowed to specify, 
you have to do it entirely with inflection. And the other person has to guess what you mean, and that is the answer. Okay. I th- okay. <laughs> is that stu- is that too stupid? It might be. No, too stupid. I think we'll try it. We'll okay. see how it goes. Because we can always edit it out. Okay. So I, I think we should go through all of the canon movies we've done. So I went back and, and got the list. So the total oh, list. Not just this one. Okay. No, I, I think this is. I think from now on, whenever we do a canon movie, we decide if it's canon or canon, and we 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 rank them that way. So uh, I'm just gonna read all the titles off to you, so you know the movies we're talking about. So it's New Year's Evil, Death Wish okay. Four, Over the Top, and Mannequin, and now Life Force. Over the Top was the Sylvester Stallone arm wrestling one, right? Correct. Okay. Which one first? Let's start with New Year's Evil. Canon or canon? Canon. Okay, to me that sounds like you're saying you want it added to the canon, C-A-N-O-N. Correct. Okay, all right. I am also going to rank that one as canon. You can't say also because then I know what you're getting, this is what true. you're doing. This is true. This is true. Ruined the I, first I ruined round. the first round. I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> Death Wish 4. I'll go first since I screwed that up. And I will say okay. canon. That sounds like you want to keep it. That is correct. I, that that only because at the end he kills a guy with a missile launcher. I think that I remember. Oh, very I forgot vividly. about the missile launcher. Yeah, cannon. Yeah, you do. You don't like that movie. You're gonna kill that one for sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Being shot out of a cannon. Okay. Uh, so now we're going Sylvester Stallone over the top arm wrestling. Cannon. Wow, I'm stunned. That sounds like a keeper. Yeah, I didn't wow. hate that movie. Okay, okay. I was sure that you were gonna go canon on that one no because there's 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 enough bicep porn in that movie okay. to be worth okay. it i also feel like <laughs> i did it again <laughs> <God damn it>! <laughs> <laughs> if i'm gonna sound like a crazy person to my boyfriend in the next room saying the word canon with different inflections you can't keep ruining this game <laughs> oh i'm so sorry he only hears my side <laughs> canon you're keeping it i think <laughs> All right, I'm going to do Mannequin and Life Force, and then I'm going to ask you so I don't f*** it up, okay? I'm going to... Okay. All right. I made this dumb game up, and I'm screwing it up. All right. For Mannequin, canon. And for Life Force, canon. Those are both keepers? Yeah. I love Mannequin very much, and I think this movie is cool enough. For Mannequin, I will say canon. I knew you would love that, bad boy. And for Life Force, I'll say canon. Okay, so that's a light keep on that one, too. I was sure you were going to kill New Year's Evil, Death Wish, and Over the Top. I'm very surprised. Oh, I enjoyed New Year's Evil. It w- I hated how misogynistic it was. Yeah. But the movie itself is fun, and I like What's-Her-Face as that rocker chick. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry I ruined two, thir- two, two out of five there, but um, <laughs> I think that is the new game we will play for every time we do a canon movie, which... I like that. Yeah, we have a few more, like definitely a few more this year, I think. Uh, we'll definitely have one in our next episode, but I think we decided to do February as uh, something that will also include canon, so uh, that'll be fun, too. Now, you, you were tasked to pick the next movie for this, and I don't know what you've picked, but uh, real quick, just remind people that if you want to get a hold of us, it's Facebook, uh, Dissecting the 80s on Facebook, Dissect the 80s on Twitter. You can email us uh, at dissectingthe80s at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you haven't done it yet, please review the show on iTunes. I have one here from our uh, wrestler friend, Austin Lane. So I'm going to I'm gonna do this one in my best uh, Randy Savage voice. So if you'll just give me a second, I'm going to take a drink of water. This is a uh, five-star review from Austin Lane. 
Amazing podcast. I love these guys. I went back and downloaded every single episode and listened to all of them in a matter of about a week. Ooh, yeah. There's my bad macho man for our, our wrestler friend. <laughs> so if you'd like to hear your review read on the air, probably not in that bad voice, uh, review the show on iTunes. We read them on the air. And uh, most importantly, if you like the show, tell two friends, because that's the best way to hear about new podcasts. I'm constantly asking my friends for suggestions and recommendations. And so if you like this show, make sure you tell people about it, because that's the easiest way to find it. And lastly, uh, if you'd like to support us a little more than that, we have a Patreon page where you can pledge a donation to the show every month and get some cool stuff in return, including up to getting to pick your own episode. We've actually got two listeners who later this year are going to be picking episodes through their Patreon pledges, which is really, really awesome. So thank you to them. That is all the things I wanted to say. Dissectingthe80s.com is also out there for all your needs of uh, getting all this information about the podcast. We're going to continue Canonuary in two weeks. Ten little Indians. I do love an Agatha Christie. I bet they don't. It's do one it. of. My, it's a great play. Yeah. No. I'm wondering how good a canon movie that will be. That will be interesting. Uh, well, I'm excited to dig into that. We will be back uh, in two weeks to talk about that. Until then, I have been Triplano. I will always be Andrew Lano until January 27th. Don't you forget about me. Dissecting the 80s is a chum sum of this production. Ow.